Hello, you're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode. We talk about the news that seems important to us, that should be important to you because it's important to us. Dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So, Chris, you doing good, doing a good job uh, catching up on Onimai, or? No. Still not yet? I haven't watched anything in the last week. Or... Yeah. It's going to end up being like the end of the year, and Chris has got like swapped up, swept up by all the other seasons, and then he'll never watch Onimai all the way to the end of the year. <laughs> and then we'll be doing our, our year in deliberations, and he'll be like, I never watched it. Sorry. <laughs> like season two will come and fall, and he'll still not watch it because he didn't watch the first season. <laughs> if they have another season announcement. I hope so. Um, there, there's a little bit of a, a shred of hope they might end up announcing another because i think they have enough manga available to do another season because they're doing they're going back to do a chapter they skipped for the last episode so they and it puts them about halfway through the manga so i'd be i'd be for it but not fall because fall's probably going to be mashoko <laughs> all, all signs point to uh, an announcement for fall for mashoko which we'll find out hopefully saturday because anime japan's coming are you excited for anime japan i absolutely Everybody's saying that once again, ReZero Season 3 is going to get announced. <laughs> like, every single event, if it has, like, RE at the beginning of some sort of title within the event, everybody thinks it's ReZero announcement for Season 3. But we'll see. I don't think... I don't think... We'll see. I'm not, I'm not going to put past the, the the industry, but I I just... I don't they have jump on everything like everybody else does. They have enough for that to, to go another season, so... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff to cover on that show. But yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Anime Japan will have... There's a Mashoko panel. What else did I say? There's a Horimiya panel. Which I don't know if they do regular Horimiya stuff, but that seemed kind of odd. So there's a little bit of hope that they may have another season of that coming. But I don't know. Maybe they're just selling another... Maybe the source material they're trying to sell on. There's a Netflix panel, which will be the usual a lot of their shows they're probably their lineup for late this year maybe early next year um ruining kinchin will have a panel maybe they'll announce a date i think they already announced summer right i don't remember what was the last announcement for ronnie i know they showed a pv which was looked good but yeah i I think that was pretty much the big ones like i said mashoko and yeah i think that was the big ones but look forward to that that'll be for pretty much U.S. time. It's going to be Friday night and Saturday night, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Any Mashoko no- news drops, I'll make it a video. <laughs> I'll make a late-night video and post it because Andrew's got to cover that series. Um, I don't know. It, if they drop a PV, does Andrew want to watch it? I mean, no. it spoiled one thing watching the last Spoiler. PV. I might, I might just have some people look at the v- PV and see if it's stuff that'll spoil anything for me. Because like, it, it wasn't like I seen the PV last time and it spoiled the novel for me. Because for those who don't know, I'm reading through the novel series and I'm on volume nine right now. And so there's only like one more thing in there that I think is kind of spoilery from the last PV that I still don't know the full context to, but I can make an assumption. But I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty far into the novels past the first season that I think I'm going to cover most of it. But I don't know. I might have somebody look at the PV before me and go, no, I, you're good. Yeah, I would. Um, at this point, um, because of the nature of the latter part of the second season, 
I mean, we, we, me and me and most of the people that I've got in the graduate group, we, we've all pretty much are in agreement of where the ending of the second season would go to, possibly. Um, and it's it's such a touchy spot in the story that we're we're I would be. I doubt they're going to sh- reveal anything that late in the show or that that late in the story, but. At yeah, I heard some time. people say that some of the stuff in the PV, the current PV for season two, is like volume twelve stuff. So it's like, oof. Yeah. That means that. I mean, I mean, that was the assumption. I would assume that the first core of Mashoko would probably go. I don't know, seven to nine. Well, then I was I was looking ten to twelve for the second core. I was looking at at your. Uh, your light novels, just to see where where the spot. You touched my light novels. Yes, I was touching your light novels while you. Did were you wash busy. your hands first? No, I did not. You didn't wash your hands I, before I'm, you touched the I'm, light novels. I'm a filthy scrub, Nasty. and I touched them. Now um, the oils are going to eat at the paper. <laughs> but no, I, I I was trying to see where where the in in the the light novels that point would be because I I kind of want to know when you're going to blow up. And I think um, I'm gonna you, blow up. Yeah, you're gonna blow up. I know. Um, everything, everything that you know is 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those points that I think that I'm I'm starting to fall in line with everybody else that that point will show up in the in the second season at the very end as a cliff cliffhanger, and it's gonna it's gonna be weird. Weird. And yeah. Andrew's gonna blow up, and it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. That's weird. That's really weird, but we'll see. Um, hopefully, no delay to next year. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of people. Delay to whenever you can actually do it successfully and properly. But they've been working on it for quite a while. This isn't like something they're. We're not talking. I think everybody's been so like <laughs> animator shy now with everything that's happened with like A one pictures and stuff. That which we'll get into one of those in a minute. Um, like A one pictures just can't seem to put together a show, and there's a couple other studios that are having problems. There's a lot of outsourcing to China for animation that everybody's like, I just don't want it to be bad. So just take as long as you want. And it's like, yeah, I, I get that whole mentality. But at the same time, they, they've they been having plenty of time to work on it. So I don't know. I, again, I think everybody's just with, you know, what are we at now? I, I just stopped counting at some point. <laughs> I got to like 13 or something delays in the last three months. And I'm like, I'm just going to stop counting. It's just it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess in the anime industry right now. And I kind of just want these companies to start pre-producing stuff, but this doesn't mean everything's going to ruin. And Bind has been doing a fantastic job. I, I have my hopes in them, so maybe a, a delay would be a good thing if if they feel it's necessary. I mean, I think technically when they first announced this the adaptation of the first season of Mushoko, I think they delayed like a year technically, and then the there was talk that the second core was supposed to be like shortly after it, but then they ended up pushing that off the fall. So. They've they've done their fair share of delays, but they haven't done within a season itself, which is good. It's a good studio. Good bind. <laughs> Don't turn into an A1 Pictures bind. <laughs> Nobody wants more A1 Pictures. Anyways, that all said, um, did I say last time that I got my full... The, the series that Chris just touched with his dirty hands, my full Mashoko Tensei Jabba's Reincarnation series. It's now officially completed. I got 21 in the mail coming down, and... I still need four and five of Roxy Get Serious, but I'm happy about that. And then they need to, they need to release the Edis chapter volume. I don't know if they, anybody have announced that one. I have to look that up. 
So, anyways, that's uh, let's get into the news. There's news. I guess I technically talked about anime in Japan, so that is technically news. So, uh, but yes, the official Twitter account. <laughs> speaking of delays. <laughs> The official Twitter account for Solo Leveling has revealed a PV and key visual announcing a winter 2024 premiere. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to drag that out and say 2023 because we're already through 2023. But yes, it is a, it is official. Solo Leveling has been delayed. Um, no big surprise to anybody that is following A1 Pictures right now that they are doing an absolutely crappy job of finishing anything. But um, they did release a, a PV that's more than just manga stills and and After Effects, so that's a good thing, I guess. But which 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 group is doing it? A One Pictures. Oh, I just okay. joked about A One Pictures. I'm sorry. And their crappy delays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, it that's, was that's uh, uh, Sword Art, right? Yes, and yeah. near and anything else that's been delayed right now. Um. I, no, think, they, I think A1 could do a good job on this. I was I was debating it. It just depends on how well the Chinese workers do because they don't do it. <laughs> A1 Pictures doesn't really have a studio anymore. It's it's funny because I was debating it in my head. I, I would want to see a high-tier action studio do this. And A1 is, to me, probably B-tier, but it's it's a solid team um, when they really, really want to do it because that that that's how Sword Art was. When they really wanted to get into it, they did really fantastic stuff. So, And solo leveling is one that you kind of you're, – you're going to be frustrated real fast if it's not, you know, really good uh, animations. So, yeah, I, I think that could be a solid group. Um and and this is a, this is a show that they're you're gonna you're gonna need every bit of that solid. Uh, yeah, they got director that did Mother's of Goddess Dormitory. He's he's gonna be great at action. I think that's a good pick. Good job, A One Pictures. Good pick there. Um, <laughs> we have the head writer is Noboru, who did Gundam Build Divers and Nyaroko Crawling with Love. Oh my gosh, Crawling with Love. That's when I think action. That show. Um, what else amazing people do we have here? We have, uh, that's right, we had Allison Borderland and Fragtime doing the character designs. Swano doing the music, of course. But yeah, great pick for director and, and, and scriptwriter. If nothing else, you're going to have some really solid music, Andrew. <laughs> and if the, and if all the outsourced animation happens, we might actually have it animated. So I'd, uh, I have zero faith in anyone anymore. So, I mean, Near looks fantastic, and they're doing a good job with Near. But I have zero, I have zero faith in them anymore. Like that's when they announced, like when they announced Lucas Coil getting a, another anime. I was like, I just don't even know if I trust the studio anymore. Like, I guess eventually it will release. That's the positive thing, and they don't fall apart usually completely. They just delay. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get uh, Debbie Downer on this, but. Man, I mean, it's going to have great music. That's for fact. Yeah, offset my negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. But yes, it was originally, um, they had a key art release before that announced that it was supposed to come in 2023. But again, with all the delays happening right now with, you know, Nier, with um, Misfit Demon King Academy, they pushed off um, their other production work in Cecilia, I think, to allow for Nier to go into spring. The, the, yeah. Anyways, moving on, <laughs> moving on. 
The Twitter account for you thought and you thought there was never a girl online light novel has revealed that the series will be ending with its twenty second volume. It feels like a long, just so long ago that we watched the anime of that, and surprising that it's still going. Apparently, it's a really good rom com that they wanted to go for twenty two volumes. <laughs> like it makes it kind of. I, it, I sort of want to look at the quote unquote arcs for that series to, to find out like what would they be talking about for twenty two volumes like. Did we have, I don't know, any Sekai routes segment in there? Did they, I don't know, grow up and go to work and get into the gaming industry? I don't know. It just, I have a curiosity there. They but. went on a raid. They, <laughs> they they started playing MMOs like World of Warcraft and they got stuck into the raiding world and gave up their entire life to just raid all weekend long. Yeah. Maybe they started playing Shadowbane, where you have to, like, stay up all night just to defend your fort. I did that once. That was bad. Anyways. Kodansha and Flag Pictures have announced that Cells at Work is getting a live-action anime film. Or not... No. Live-action anime film. A live-action film. No animations involved. Just completely live-action. Human beings walking around. Probably mostly CGI. Uh, director Hide- uh, Hideki Takeuchi is going to be working on uh, the, the directing work for it. They did the live-action Nodamai Kondabol and Thermai Romai. So, if you watch those, you'll know that his pedigree. Uh, script work by Yuichi Tokunaga, who did work for li- live-action of Kaguya-sama Love is War. So, I'm going to say no. You don't want to watch a bunch of live-action nope. running around pipes and... And hallways I, and carrying boxes. No, I, 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 I think the platelets will be cute, but no, nothing about that says screams. Chris wants to watch that. I can see him like actually doing that with like a bunch of like kids just running through the hallways, getting lost. That would be cute. That would actually be really cute. But I don't know. They don't have a good track record. I've said it before. I think the Death Note live action is has a better ending than the original series and was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. School Live was okay. There's a couple other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've had some good live action, Japanese live actions, but yeah, I would, I admit they're typically not good. Well, that one, that one would be a little bit more exaggerated on the, um, it makes me kind of wish crazy that- side. I mean, the, because you're effectively going to be battling, and all I can see is those stupid puppet uh, things for the the diseases, and it's just I, I it's just not going to work. You think they're actually going to use practical effects? They're going to use CGI. <laughs> it's going to be nothing but CGI. They're not going to do no CGI on that. <laughs> they're going to do they, everything. They, I mean, CGI. think of every think of every time they've done any dagum. I mean. Cheaper. Yeah, it's it's going, cheaper. They're going to do CGI, Chris. That you're, you can't argue with me on this one. Tell me I a time where they've not used CGI. Unless they I don't like, know. How the, how sign they up uh, Jenner Bucci to bring in his puppets to, <laughs> to make some, some Chinese uh, illness puppets. <laughs> I don't know. I That sounded actually really bad. Hopefully <laughs> YouTube doesn't think I'm saying something I'm not saying. <laughs> but no, it's they, they've been doing a good job on CGI. I mean... Death Note's CGI wasn't that bad. It just really depends on how who does it. Yeah, like, it and just... even um, Full Metal Alchemist did a pretty good job with their CGI. Yeah, they're not they're not Hollywood. They're never going to be Hollywood. But 
I would just hope they would just kind of keep it simple. Don't do the broad shots with a million um, workers like you would see in the anime. Just focus in on hallways, moving around, telling a story rather than doing major battles and CGI and stuff. That's my hope. I don't know. You don't know? I, I think you just said a couple things and now you don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't I don't have a lot of hope in this one. I'm gonna be the either. negative Nancy on this one. I don't either. Never did. Never did. Uh some good news. We have uh finally found out what Cloverworks is working on next besides like everything else. Uh, their next like new project, I guess, is the best way to put it. Because of course they got Spy Family, um, My Dress Up Darlings coming up for another season. All that stuff, but yes, they've announced that they are doing an anime adaptation of, well, actually, Shueisha Weekly Shonen Jump has announced that Cloverworks will be doing an anime adaptation of the Elusive Samurai manga. So, their next big project is going from doing cute ninja girls with Kunichi Sabaki to, um, I don't know, it doesn't look like this is going to be like cute girls doing cute things with samurai, but just a cute samurai, there's a cute samurai in it. So, there you go. We don't have really anything to work by based on the PV they released, because it's literally just the key art <laughs> and a couple silhouettes. But uh, the story is, after the massacre of his family by the traitor Ashikaga Taku- Takauji, um, Tokiyuki flees with the help of a handful of loyal con- retainers who have also survived the purge. One of them is Sua Yorishige, an ally of the Hojo clan and a lord of Sua province. The, the slightly odd Yorishige, uh, Yorishige also claims to be a clairvoyant and foretells that Toshi, uh, Tokiyuki will one day become the ruler of Japan. But for the moment, escaping the enemy territory is the priority. Yeah. Thoughts? Are you excited for uh, a cute girls doing samurai killing? I don't know how dark it's going to get. I, I'd assume that it's probably going to be pretty dark at the very beginning and then just kind of just their travels together. I don't know, but maybe like in a middle realm, not too gory, but just kind of hopefully, um, I don't know. I, I didn't actually look at the, 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 the genre tags to see if it's like heavy drama or if it's comedy or what it, the premise doesn't sound very fun. So I don't know if it'd be a comedy, but yeah, I, I like, I like our character design though. I think and I, again, like I said, Cloverworks has pretty much taken like the main stage for me as like a, a really respectable company that's doing some really good stuff. So just historical. So just kind of tell a story and just, it just happens that she looks cute. So why not? Little samurai girl fighting all the bad guys. All right. The, the PV just, or the, whatever that is just her sitting there. So yeah, the key art. So, all right. Moving on, moving on. That it's uh during the live stream Koei Tecmo announced that Atelier Riza Ever Darkness and Secret Hideout is getting an anime adaptation. Yes. It it seems as if Japan has decided that Atelier's thighs or Atelier Riza's thighs are not too hard to animate. So they've decided to go ahead and do an anime adaptation. So so I don't know. They seem to be really, really liking her. I mean, I there's been a a couple of the um, the ateliers that have gotten second parts, but this one they're, they've they've just gone all out. I, I think we're on third part on uh, that uh, on her uh, adventures. Now we're getting an anime. They they just can't get enough of her. 
I think it's part probably that there was a little success. There was a bit of success around her, but I think there's also a aspect probably just reusing assets. <laughs> reusing assets. <laughs> Technically, they do a lot of next gens too, where they kind of kind of co-op the characters into the next story no, and have I, somebody else kind of take over from the beginning. W- yeah, that's what they normally do. But this one, I mean, they're, like I said, I think the, the, the twins, they got a second one. But she's on her third game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going nuts with her. Milk it. I don't blame them. Milk it. And I mean, I, she I, is cute. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. Surprise is that this is actually coming out in summer. So... It's like announcement. Uh, we'll see you in a season. Like, okay. Um, hopefully, you got your stuff together for it. Leading Films is a good studio, so kind of happy that Leading Films is working on it. Um, again, joke. At least A One Pictures not working on it, and it'll be delayed. But <laughs> no, I I did. I haven't really played Ryza. Sadly, kind of not having the time to really get into these games. But I used to love the Atelier games a lot. Um, I'd love to get back to it eventually, but. It was definitely one of those ones where I think she's a really fun main character. Um, she kind of has that personality that grabs you, so I think she'll be a really good protagonist for a show. So, well, I love the series so much. I bought every one of them that is available on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I did that some... for the Vita, so I didn't need to do it again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some that are. Chris is like doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I did that for the Vita. Have there... fun. <laughs> there is some that are available out. Well, not available to us, but there is some that are out there that I couldn't get. Hopefully they'll bring them in. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's um, exciting. Exciting news. Looking forward to that. The official Twitter account for Fire Hunter has announced the series will be getting a second season. So if you're waiting to see how that one turns out, um, the first season turned out really crappy the way that it ended. Um, it pretty much like the middle of a page, like that kind of a drop off. Like, uh, okay, we're stopping here. All right. Well, whenever the second season comes out. So if you are waiting on the Fire Hunter, I would highly suggest just waiting for the second season because it's just not a good not a good stopping point. So But at least some people enjoy knowing that there's it's supposedly I think supposed to be a full adaptation, so it seems like that's the route they're going unless they cancel the second season. <laughs> we'll see. Uh during the Idolmaster Shiny Colors fifth live If I Wings concert, it was announced that Shiny Colors browser game is getting a TV anime adaptation. So that's super exciting to me. Um, I love Idolmasters, so seeing more is great. It's going to premiere in spring of 2024, so don't get excited yet. Um, So basically, it'll be airing about when Solo Leveling probably gets to its third episode. God, I'm just going to keep hitting on this joke. I'm just going to keep hitting on this joke. So never. So leveling will just be delayed until shiny uh, colors comes out. But no. Um, if you're in Japan, they're apparently going to be premiering the like the whole series in theaters oh, starting CG. October 27th. Oh no, it's CGI, Chris. Oh no, Chris, it's CGI. Idolmaster is bad about that. Like the whole thing CGI, though. I think so. Idolmaster's not bad about that. It's just this show is doing it. Idolmaster usually does the CG. I think uh, on uh, stage performance for the game itself. Love yes. Live, Love Live didn't do it. They were doing uh, no. Idolmaster Cinderella Girls did not use CGI on the stage. You're thinking of something else. I don't think there was ever a regular Idolmaster show. I just know Cinderella Girls did not use CGI. Okay, there's no other footage. Who's working on it? Hmm. 
Polygon Pictures. Well, yeah, it's going to be full CGI, Chris. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is going to be full CGI. There is no no getting around that one. So there you go. When, is they, when have they ever done a show like this? Usually Polygon Pictures doing nothing but action shows. So Very bizarre. Hmm. 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 My excitement levels has calmed down a couple of notches. <laughs> My excitement level has come down a couple of notches. Um, this I is mean, like the that, second that time this week good. that I, I... Being honest, that does look good. That uh, that turn uh, with the wind blowing her hair, that did look good. But the rest of it did not look good. At least they're kind of getting better with the character designs. Like, even with Kaina, it just kind of looks a little bit off with the faces and stuff. So, and that could be, just be a character design choice, um, honestly. But this is like the second time this week that I've like t- done a video talking about a news bit and say that I'm excited for something and then find out the studio later, which we'll get into the other one in a little bit. <laughs> uh, another one that's being done by Gohans uh, to give a spoiler, but there you go. Um, yeah. Polygon pictures. I'm, I'm a fan of polygon pictures. It's just, I don't know if I want them to do cute girls and cute things or idols. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. Moving on, we have the official website for Near Automata. Speaking of A1 Pictures, they delayed Near Automata version 1.1's episode 9 until further notice due to the C card. I talked to this to death. Moving on. Uh, in <laughs> uh, good news around Ferrin Beyond Journey's End, uh, of course, the apparently the manga is coming back from hiatus. going to be having its next issue on March 22nd. So, I don't know. The day of this being po- this is the day of the, this the day after this recording. So, uh, but yes, it was went on hiatus on January eighteenth. Doesn't surprise me them coming back because I think there's a lot of hype happening around Farin right now because of the anime adaptation, which looks great. Have you mentioned your thoughts on Farin's uh, trailer on the podcast? I haven't seen it. I literally showed it to you. Did you? <laughs> I, I went here, Chris. Look at this, and I pointed the iPad to him. So he must have just like. Yeah, sure. I'm watching it, Andrew, and just completely ignored it. No, I uh, the little elf girl, the elf girl. Yeah, the little elf girl. But yeah, I looked into the the uh, actual manga, and I'm like really excited for it. So we'll see. I've heard I've heard some crosstalk on if it gets to a point where it lulls and everybody's upset about it, and there's other people where they're like, no, it's always been good. So I, th- I think it's one of those ones where it's like. It hits for some people and it doesn't for others, so it'll be interesting to see when when it does come out where I end up falling on that. Usually, when there's a lot of people saying negative things about something, I end up loving it. So, right? I don't know. Maybe it's me setting my expectations that it's going to be bad, and then it ends up being good. Um, like the reverse is the same, where you like overhype yourself, and everybody's like, "No, don't work, don't go into that thinking you're just gonna be great." And then, yeah. Anyways, um, got some updates on the vexations of a shut-in vampire which is great. Um, got a new video release for it, announcing a January 2024... Pre- that's a different video. Um, it, no, an October premiere. Sorry. Not January. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's coming in October. <laughs> Earlier than that. But yes, October of this year. So it'll be a fall show, um, which is great. They also revealed some other stuff around it, including the cast and stuff, which I won't get into too, too, too much details here. But yeah, this is one I've been definitely looking forward to. The cute sudden vampire that pretty much has to deal with situations which she doesn't want to deal with because she wants to be a shut-in. So, and she looks cute. So, 
I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I, is it something you're excited for, Chris? Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, let's see. Um, yeah, no names really stand out to me, so. We'll see. We'll see. The official website for the TV anime Whisper Me, a love song manga, is uh, has gotten some updates around that series. Has released a cast visual and a January 2024 premiere. Um, this, of course, is the one where the girl listens to the other girl play her guitar, and then she tells her that she likes her or something like that. And then the girl for the guitar says, "Oh yeah, I love you too." And then she realizes, "Oh wait, they're they're talking about a different type of love." I think it's probably going to be one of those, I love how well you play. And she's like, oh, I love you too. And it's like, wait, I'm not playing guitar kind of thing. So we'll see. Yuri Love, I don't know. Um, the key art looks good. So she kind of reminds me of uh, Yu Yu Gahama. So maybe Yu Yu Gahama. This is an alternative reality where Yu Yu Gahama goes Yuri and finds love, which I'm all for. As long as she says Yahalo at some point when she walks in the door, that'll be good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited for that one? Uh, at, at, at a... Not knowing that much, uh, I I love the premise. The premise? The premise. The bubbly, energetic first-year student that falls head over heels for senpai? Who has a guitar, yeah. Absolutely yes. guitars, on, on board. Uh -huh. Guitars are big right now. Bochy the Rock will not die. It's got don't, a new. Don't kill Bochi. Bochi the Rock's got a new announcement coming next month, I think. So hopefully another season of that. We'll see. We'll see though. Um, I think it was like late next month. I think I don't, I don't remember exact date of it. So there's an announcement coming up. Look look forward to it. Uh, we have Russian anime waifus. Are you ready for Russian anime waifus, Chris? Absolutely. Always looking for Russian anime waifus. Uh, Karakawa has announced that Alia sometimes hides her feelings in Russian light novels, getting a TV anime adaptation. Uh, Alisa Mika, I'm going to butcher that, so I'm not going to say it. Kujo is Seren's private academy's solitary princess. She's a half-Russian beauty with silver hair and on top of, and top of her class, student council uh, accountant, and completely unapproachable. For some reason, she's taken a, on, upon herself the responsibility of reprimanding the slacker who sits next to her in class, uh, Masachika Kuze, who is constantly frustrating her by falling asleep, forgetting his textbooks, and just being an overall unexemplary student. Or at least that's how it looks on the outside. She may put on a tough act, but she doesn't mind Machi, uh, Masachika as much as other would think. Uh, she even lets him call her by her nickname, Alia. Anyone hearing the, the comments she mutters in Russian underneath her breath may know how she really feels. Uh, but since none of her classmates understand the language, she's free to say whatever she likes. Except the one person who knows what she's saying, Masachika, eavesdrops on her embarrassing revelations, pretending to be clueless, all the while wondering what her flirtatious comments actually mean. Cute. Yep. Like the punchline at the end, he knows what she's saying in Russian. Now the dumb thing is that he it says that he's oblivious or like he he doesn't he's wondering what her flirtatious comments mean. Like she's saying Rus Russian I, I don't know maybe it's just that he knows Russian but he doesn't quite know how it's structured or something or if it's just that he's just dumb and oblivious. Like he's just a a dither that goes, "What does she mean that she, I'm really cute?" <laughs> like he's going to be that dumb. I don't know. We'll see. 
I think the cool thing that a lot of people pointed out, because I think when I first made my video talk about this, was that I was a, I'm just waiting for like the broken Russian. But it is Sumere Uesaka, who is technically done a lot of roles. She knows Russian, so um, she'll probably know that role pretty well. I Like Anastasia from Idolmaster Cinderella Girls, she was a half-Russian character in that show. And she did a lot of Russian in it, so... It shouldn't be too cringy. <laughs> it shouldn't be cringy. She knows what she's doing, so... Yeah. We'll see. They're also doing a lot of VTuber stuff with her, which looks honestly terrible. But, I, again, I'm not big into the VTuber stuff anymore, so... There you go. Excited? Yeah. Alright. Cool. Uh, the official uh, website for the TV anime adaptation of Story of My Small Senior in My Company manga uh, has released a preview and preview PB, a visual and a July premiere. So, if you if you're excited for my lolly coworker girl with big chest, be excited. It's literally the PV or the the uh, synopsis is that this guy works this place. And his senpai is big-chested and short and um, cares about her subordinates. That's another thing. you got to make sure you understand that. That's It's it's a very important character progression totally that will not, happen. Totally, she really cares about him. Totally not Uzaki. And that's what I was telling some people. It's like this is, this might be an alternative reality where Uzaki you know, goes to work. Instead? Like she gives up on, on uh, senpai and then she goes to work. And now she takes care of her coworkers, and she's chilled out, and she's at, and she's cute now, and she grew out her hair and dyed it because she's got like that. Okay, long you're, get, hair, you're doing way too girl. much uh, alternative explanation. It's it's you got to de- develop it. You got to develop the story. Yeah, you got in people's minds, they're like thinking Uzaki Chan with like short white hair, or whatever, and she's yelling at everybody. I'm like, no, you got to you got to give it context, otherwise people get the wrong idea what this show is. And then they won't watch it. They go, well, I don't like Kusaki-chan, so I'm not going to watch this show. No, she's chilled out in this world. She's grown up a little bit. She's she's very nurturing. She's taking care of her kohais. Um, she's giving them back rubs with her big chest, so she has to kind of do the whole thing where she presses up against them. And they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, that kind of stuff. So, Looking forward to it. We'll see. We'll see. Probably just be a, a cute little waifu show. There's, there's a lot of waifu shows coming up. Oh my gosh. There's just a lot of waifu shows, including this next one, which is, yes, uh, they've announced it quite a while ago. There's got some updates around it. But, yeah, the staff of the TV anime, you were experienced. I wasn't. And that's how we started dating. Uh, light novel anime adaptation is uh, they released a new PB for it, as well as staff, cast, and a 2023 premiere. So probably a fall at this point. It could be a summer show. But I'm gonna I'm gonna guess probably a fall show at this point. If it's not, if they announce something right now and it's not to say that it's gonna be in summer, it's probably fall. So yeah, this is of course the one that centers around a relationship between Ryoto uh, Kashima, who is a gloomy out- social outcast, and Runa uh, Shirakawa, who is a popular girl in school. Their relationship begins when Ryoto has to ask Runa out as part of losing a game. And she ends up going out with him after saying, well, I'm free now anyways. They have completely different social circles and completely different hobbies. But as they hang out with each other, they begin to recognize that, uh, recognize, they begin recognizing that even accepting those differences as something to bond over. So there you go. She's, uh, Yaru. 
She's very forward. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm going to assume it's going to be one of those, like, yeah, he's gloomy. It just kind of happens, and he kind of accepts it. And on the other side, it's like this, yes, this very, very loose girl that probably realized at some point that, hey, maybe doing all this stuff isn't what guys, all guys want. It's probably going to be one of those things. He cares about my body. He doesn't want just my body kind of thing. It's kind of one of the assumptions. I don't know. Right she that. she looks cute. Um, I think that uh, I, I do love the... Uh, the kind of stories where gyatos are not as um, not everything that they seem. Um, so it, 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 I, I do look forward to this one. This one could be good. Well, that's the surprising thing is because it's typically that story. Like typically when you have the gyato story, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the assumption is this girl gets around. She is the neighborhood bike. That's all gyatos. And every it seems like every single time it always ends up being no, they're actually, they've never actually been with a man and they just act that way or they just, it, it just seems that that way you assume that way. That's, that ends up being the story every time. This one literally is, I mean, it could reveal something else, but I mean, it, even in a PV, the first time that she's at his house, she's already taken off her clothes. So the assumption is that this is like one of the few cases where it's like, oh no, she is experienced. It's in the title. She is experienced. She has been getting around, but I think it, this one's going to take it from the vantage point of you know, because he doesn't really want that, it might be confusing to her and they might develop a relationship that doesn't require her to take off her clothes every time that they go to the house and that he wants that. He probably wants that. Who knows? He could be one of those main protagonists who goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Which might be annoying. But again, that's the story they're kind of going with. So sounds cool. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I did note that it was kind of interesting that the, um, the comments on the PV for it's already been shut down. So I wonder what happened. Oh, they turned it back on. They turned the comments back on. Wow. Yeah, they turned the comments off at some point. And apparently they turned it back on at some point. So maybe the controversy around them turning off the comments was more than, than what they were getting in the comments itself. So there you go. Interesting. Interesting. All right. The official website for the TV anime Berserk of Gluttony has released a PV teaser and a 2026 premiere. Uh, this one is Fake Graphite is one of the forsaken curse to the skill gluttony. He's never he's ever starving, never satiated. Until one day he kills a dying thief and devours the man's strength and his soul. The true hunger of fate's gluttony has awakened and if he can ever learn to control his power, he will at last be the master of his own destiny. Uh, edgy boy, edge, 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 edge boy, which seems to be a cool thing right now for series to do the edgy boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have, of course, like I said before, uh, 2023 premiere. So again, another one that I'm going to assume at this point, since they didn't announce summer, probably fall. So we'll see. We'll see. Are you, are you into the edgy boys right now, Chris? Did you, did you enjoy Eminence and Shadow, Sid? I liked Eminence of the Shadow. I don't know that I necessarily am into edge lords but yeah he does have a quite an edgy blade looks very kirito edge boy blade <laughs> i, I just I I, I I i wasn't a big fan of sid but i i know a lot of people love sid so i i fully acknowledge there's the fandom for it so well it wasn't necessarily sid that i much liked it was more along the lines of i just love the concept of his delusions becoming more reality than yeah that was that was that was a fun thing. 
and every, everything kind of being ran off with, even though he kind of made it up on the spot. Yeah. It, it actually happens. That's, that's kind of what I enjoyed about uh, Overlord, honestly, was that aspect that he's just kind of going by the whims of his group rather than it being him. That was that was a stuff that I always enjoy about that series. So it was something that was a little bit about uh, Eminence. I, my love of Eminence was more around Shadow Garden. That That's really what I, I liked about that series. So we'll see how... Which I got to cut or catch up on that, too. Bummer. 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 It's been done for... Shoot, that was a way early finish. I think it was like ended in early February. It was way... It was one of the first shows to end in yeah, winter. Yeah, I, I only have like two or three episodes I gotta finish oh, up, but yeah. There you, go. there you go. Almost there. Almost there. Uh, the official Twitter account for Hubbleshun's weekly manga Times Magazine has announced that if my wife became an elementary school student, manga is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, this one is the manga centers on Keisuke Nijima, a man who remains brokenhearted 10 years after his wife, Takae, passed away. But one day, an elementary school student comes to his house and says that she is Takae, reincarnated as a different girl. Now, Keisuke is trying to make up for lost time, while Takae struggles as a grade schooler with the mind of a woman in her 40s, trying to recreate uh, situations where she can meet Keisuke. So. I, this one sounds really, really cute. It's supposed to be a comedy, so I'm, I'm certain it's not going to get too heavy with, you know, the aspect of loss and, and struggling with the fact that they can't be together technically, but it sounds, it sounds really cute. Um, I, I, I hopefully it's, well, it's one of those ones where it's obviously kind of dabbling a little bit into a very touchy subject and the idea of him being around this grade schooler, but I, I think it could be cute. I, I think uh, based on the fact that it's a comedy, I'm sure that she's Take is probably going to be very ganky about the whole situation and trying to just kind of make up for lost time and talk about the things that she's missed around him and stuff. I think it'll, I think it'll be cute. And based on there being another woman in the picture, I'm certain there's going to be somebody else after his heart when he doesn't want to give up Takae. So I don't know. It's going to be one of those ones where like 50 volumes later, she finally is of age and they get together. <laughs> Unless that's her as an adult in the, before she passed. I mean, that could be, yeah, that could be it. It's that's, that's an interesting concept. I, I, I know that it could go the realm of basically the troubling aspects of it, but at the same time, the idea of, of the idea of a, a reincarnation that has remembered their, their past life and then moving into it and how, how that would, um, shape the relationship uh per se is is an odd an interesting concept that you don't you don't really think about and that that's one of those things that i i've pointed out before i love the idea of uh stories that make you think and this is one of those that could really make you think uh how would you react to that how how would you um because you would love the Everybody says that. Oh yeah, if 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 that that situation happened to me, I would of course take them. But there's an entire uh, societal uh, norm that you would have to effectively break before before you could even go into that idea. Um, so yeah, there, there's there's lots of lots of things like that that are an interesting thing to at least think about in in, in some respects. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the big question marks is how much it would dive in those kind of stuff because that's that's something I always enjoy about a lot of these series is just posing the question. It's not not that it's trying to say that one thing is okay or one thing's not okay. 
yeah, you can say that it's pretty heartbreaking, the idea that she would come back to him and it would just be like, you can't have your whole life back. Um, it's obviously a, a big heartbreak there. Based on the fact that it, it does have a slice of life romance drama aspect to the comedy as well, makes me believe they could possibly touch in on the subjects. If it was straight comedy, I it, I wouldn't have the expectation that they're going to get you know deep into this kind of stuff. But yeah, how does it feel for her? Re, you know, re, realizing these 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 things that she kind of lost, realizing the full potential of their relationship that that was never happened or never was able to succeed at. Um, from his vantage point, finally being reunited by somebody that ten years later they still haven't gotten over, and then realizing even though I've been reunited with them. It's not like we can be what we were before. We can still talk and stuff like that. It does give the option of being able to kind of address what what would you do kind of question marks that I've always been fascinated by. Um, so yeah, well, possibility even, they can kind of dive into that stuff, and I would, I would, I would totally be for it. Well, even even at the 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 ten year mark, it, it, it's it's only ten years that they've been separated at. at if 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 they had came back at twenty years, years. <laughs> if if she had came back at twenty years, that's twenty years of his life that she's not in it. Um, he and and they're they're coming back together, and it 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 would be really really a strong heartbreak to to even sh- shove her back herself back into his life. It, there, there's a lot of connotations that are involved. I mean, just forget about the the fact that she's ten years old in that 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 situation at the time. Her being twenty years old, it, I mean, there's still the connotation of she's been out of his life for twenty years. Yeah. There's there's lots of things involved in this. That it's a very interesting thing to think about. And it obviously, looks like they're going to be touching on the aspect of her being a grade schooler and <laughs> being of technically course. forty years old, <laughs> which will have its own things. Yeah, definitely not uh, interested in the boys in her class. <laughs> a little bit too young for me, boy. Uh, we'll see though. That. that uh, Definitely uh, out of nowhere, interested to check that one out. I might check out the couple first chapters to see kind of how they deal with certain subjects. It'd be interesting. So, uh, Moving on to a show that probably will never hit a lot of streaming services over here. <laughs> Gushing over Magical Girls manga is getting a TV anime adaptation. Uh, this is a very weird synopsis. Uh, it's first person. Hi, I'm Hiragi Utena. I'm a new, a normal magical girl loving middle school uh, girl, or at least I was, but then after some talking mascot showed up out of the blue and cast a spell on me, now's my chance to join my beloved magical girls as a villain. Hang on, something's wrong with this outfit. This can't be happening. Watch this shy magical girl fan transform into a sadistic dominatrix. Uh, when good and evil collide, who will be the one to submit? It's very, uh... It's a very revealing <laughs> outfit that she's in. That's for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as if the anime will tone down the art style, or if um, we're just not going to get it really anywhere over here. I, I'm probably going to go with the second one. I'm going to probably go with the second option. It's going to be probably the case because, yeah, it looks like a very spicy art style. I the 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 concept of this is just absolutely hilarious. I love the idea of her just being all over the the magical girl thing, and she's she's 
supposedly a dominatrix, so she's going to probably sit there and bash them be- for not being cute enough or something like that, and she's going to freak out and make them into better magical girls in the entire thing, and that's how she's the bad guy. I love it. Your enemy is your best critic. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. You're doing it wrong. You're supposed to blast me or something like that. I've always enjoyed the the shows that break magical girls. It's it's always been a lot of fun. Like Moi Daskara was a really good one with the the girl that her her, her magical girl outfit was like literally a Mizugi, like a, a swimsuit, and she just criticizes the mascot all the time. And they don't really even fight. Like there was not really any actual being a magical girl. It's just the fact that she didn't want to do it. And then whenever she had to do it, she's wearing this outfit that she really hates. Um, I mean, technically the same case with uh, Demon Girl Next Door and the idea that she's technically the bad, the villain, but she doesn't really want to fight. Um, but she trains herself to to fight the, the magical girl and fails miserably. It's always fun. So we'll see how this one turns out. Again, it looks like it's going to be very, very spicy. So um, we'll see how the actual distribution happens or if it's going to be one of those ones where you put the old pirate cap on. I'm I'm gonna assume. I'm going to assume probably pirate cap. So we'll see though. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Very very unique art style. Kind of reminds me of um, Josh and Chan. So maybe the same studio working on that. I don't think they have announced the studio yet. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Let's let's get into my my goof up that I was mentioning earlier. <laughs> so I was um, really excited. Uh, we've, we've, of course, talked about the fact that um, the girl I like uh, forgot her glasses is getting a TV anime adaptation, and it was going to be set to premiere in July, which is right around the corner, so it'll be a summer show. And again, I, I, re- I was really thinking the anime would probably be very simple style because the manga has a very more uh, simple style to it, but no, the PV came out, and I'm like, is this like a previous like manga advertisement? No, this is literally this is literally the anime's trailer and I'm like I did not think it was going to be this polished and this visually beautiful. Is Kyoto Animation doing this kind of stuff was hitting me? Like the hair flow, the the filters to make it like have this nice little kind of glare to it, the lighting and stuff like that. I'm like this literally looks gorgeous. There's no way that this is going to be an anime. Um yeah, the thing that I forgot about in my first talk about this in a news video was that Gohans is working on it. And now I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm really I'm really terrified. Now, something that I found out when I actually went and looked into this is that there's two directors working on it. One director worked on, on all the stuff that Gohans worked on that I loved, like Mardok Scramble. They worked on the original K-series. They worked on Capellian, which I didn't finish Capellian, but I liked what I watched. Very toned-down version of Gohan's, honestly. I mean, K had the whole, like, panning shot with the skateboarding, but it wasn't over the top. The other director worked on everything that Gohan's has done that has been terrible, <laughs> like W's, Handshakers, uh, Scar on the Praetor, where you literally have a girl walking into the classroom and the camera pans around her 50 times while her boobs has really weird physics. So, the PV looks very tame with Gohan's style. So, my hope is that that other director's there to go, chill. Only one pan. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Relax. Honestly, like, I think I've, I said it best in one of my videos. Letting the art style 
and your and your unique style complement the story rather than it be the story. Thoughts? Um, actually, when uh, Andrew had mentioned this, I uh, I made the joke of the um, the thing that I've always never much cared for with Gohans is they're over saturation. They will. They 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 do the lens flares and they just go so over the top that it tends to look very bleached out. Truth be told, this is nowhere near as bad as half the times I've seen it. They, they it actually looks like natural lighting instead. Um, there is the lens flares. It does. Yeah, I think the only questionable scene is when he's walking to school. That that one looks like it's getting that borderline of yeah. oh yeah, this is Gohan's. Now I see it, but the rest of it's like this doesn't. Again, it looks more it, like Kyoto Animation's subtlety. And truth be told, they, I I do like Gohan's artwork. They're um they they they're very for the most part they're very good with their animation. It looks really solid. Um, her freaking eyes are gorgeous. So I mean, there is aspects of Gohan's that I've always loved, but when it, I their storylines, eh, it, I I I liked K. Um. It so you liked Mardok Scrabble. When it comes down to it, I do. Th- there, because the Gohan's mouse. is a, in it this weird place for me that I have have this mixed love for. It, that I do appreciate a lot of aspects of them, um, and artwork is definitely one of the things that I do love about their stuff. So this is really right in line with that. I do think that it looks fantastic. So I have hope for it. Kofuku, wasn't it Kofuku? The the mouse? Mardok Scramble? Wasn't it Kofuku or something I like that? I don't remember. I, I just remember when we... When, I had to listen to our review recently, and me and Chris were like, we love the mouse. Like The mouse was like the coolest part of that, that series. So, yeah, I, I think the fact that it's not an action show will probably lend them to being like, let's chill out. This doesn't require too much effort here. Not that it, there's there's plenty of effort in the PV, like like I said, the hair, <laughs> the hair is everywhere. Um, but I don't know. I I'm gonna have a hope. Like I said, I'm gonna have a hope that their their main director, the one that's been with the studio for a long time, will will say chill. And it really makes me beg the question of I wonder how much Japan really likes Gohan style. Like, did they do handshakers and W's and Scar Praetor because people love them going crazy with the animation and and lens flares and saturation and panning camera shots. I just, cause for me, it just looked dumb. Like it just got too much. And I, and I, like I said, I, I'm a, for the longest time I was a, a apologist for, for Gohan's. Like I kept telling people, don't worry. I like their stuff. Don't worry. I like their stuff because I came from everything starting out that I watched of theirs. I loved, like I said, I loved K. I loved missing Kings. I loved, uh, Marduk scramble they were a great studio for me. So as we went into W's handshakers, it's like, but, but, they, but they, you don't understand. They did good stuff, but don't, you don't understand. They did good stuff. And I like their experimentation. Don't get me wrong. I love that experimentation. It's just at some point you're like, all right, this is too much. <laughs> I, I, they're just stop. <laughs> just stop. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm going to keep my hopes up. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of just shutting down on this one really quickly, but we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I'm I'm hopeful. She looks super cute, though. I will say, spoiler, her glasses are not prescription. 
There's no there's no distortion through her frames. It's obviously that she is faking that she has prescription so that she can get close to him. I, I know I spoiled it, but if you look at any shot of her, there's no distortion on the frame. So there's no there's no magnification either way. So just letting you guys know. Spoiler. Would you prefer that there's little swirlies in there? No, I do not like the swirlies. You're you're asking me, well, if you want this other crappy thing they do with glasses? No. Um, a little bit of distortion. That would be fine. Just a, a, you see that, like, you know, the, the, the face line doesn't match up because obviously there's magnification. She doesn't have her glasses, so she didn't do the uh, pressing it up thing, and so Andrew can't get on board. She will. She's not going to do it often because she's always got to forget her glasses, otherwise there's no story. Just show the Chris the eyes one more time before we close it. <laughs> Chris likes the eyes. Chris has a thing for eyes. Chris has a thing for eyes. Uh, the official twi- uh, unofficial website was open to announce the TV anime adaptation of A Hundred Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You manga is getting a TV anime adaptation. Uh, they released a new visual for it, which uh, just pretty much has the guy surrounded by two cute girls and them making a heart out of their hands. Uh, Aijo Rintaro tried and tried again, but after asking 100 girls out on a date, he was rejected every single time. In desperation, he prays for guidance, only to be told by a god that his rejections were due to some cosmic error. Now, the god is going to set things right by making sure that Aijo gets 100 dates. Except, as things often do with gods, the dates will come with a catch. 100 girls are destined to be Ijo's soulmate. And unless he returns the feeling each and every time, they'll die in a horrible accident. Sure enough, girls start confessing their love to Ijo, left and right. But how is he supposed to choose? He doesn't want to kill anyone. When he uh, looks at each potential soulmate, it feels like a bolt of lightning. Come, uh, can someone really love 100 other people? This hilarious romantic comedy takes the harem concept to a wild extreme. Shrink, shrink. Thoughts? I absolutely love the concept, and I'm I want to watch this so bad it's not funny. I wonder if they'll actually have like a test bed, like somebody actually gets an accident just to show them that it's real, or if it's just the god tells them he's like, oh, I don't want that to happen. So, I, based on it being a rom com, probably <laughs> not really have it actually happen, but. I don't know, it could be, like, a really pinnacle story beat at some point way later where he, like, he struggled with, like, signing a date on the same day or something like that, and he's forced to have to take care of both of them, otherwise one of them will end up dying. (laughs) You know, that's probably going to be a comedy beat, his struggles with trying to make sure that that doesn't happen, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know that it's necessarily some new take on the, the harem concept, I mean... We've, we've, I mean, just to top of my head, daily life. <laughs> if he doesn't date those girls, they blow up the world. So it's not like it's a new concept, like being forced to have to like rush to do all that stuff. Technically, with here, it seems like he does actually romantically like all these girls. He tried with a hundred girls, and it seems like every time they show up, he likes them. Now it could be an aspect that they're being, I guess, pushed by the gods to technically like him. I don't know, or it could be the fact that they all liked him. They just Again, some cosmic error was making it to where they couldn't like him or something. So it works both ways, but we'll see how he juggles a hundred girls. And I don't know if he's going to be keeping that a secret from each of them, if they're just all going to be clomping on him or not. So like the old school harems where just yeah. 
they just don't care. They're all just on top of them, and they all don't care that they're all there. We'll see. We'll see. A little lightning bolt shooting back and forth. Yeah, that that old thing. <laughs> that old thing. Uh, reincarnate as a vending machine's coming, Chris. It's finally happening. It feels like a long time ago they announced this one, but uh, yeah, the staff of the TV anime adaptation of Reborn of as a vending machine. I now wonder the dungeon has released a PV visual and stated that the series will premiere in July. So another summer series that's coming around the corner. Middle-aged man with only one passion in his life meets a fitting in a traffic accident. That's where most stories would end. But instead, this is where the story begins when he's reborn as the thing he admired the most in life. Lowered expectations. Of any machine. <laughs> but his new lease on life happens to be the worst possible. What can a vending machine do in a monster-infested dungeon when he can't speak or even move on his own? You get a waifu to pick you up, obviously. That's simple. Just get a waifu to pick you up. 500 kilograms and she lifts it like nothing. They changed her art style so much. That, that That's the thing that always sticks out to me. Not that I'm mad. It's just like, crap, they, they, they really did change the art style a lot. Uh, kind of simplified it, I guess. But it kind of had a unique style to her and... I kind of feel like they changed it too much. That vending machine's got everything, too. It's got curry plate. It's got cup noodles. It's got drinks. <laughs> it's a it's a vending machine with everything. I'm guessing it's kicking currency of the world itself. But I'm guessing. I I really really do. I this is this is the other one. We we were um, when I I found out about this one at, in the same time frame that I found out about the uh, reincarnated as sword. And I gave both of these uh, in concept the um, the same critique of the inanimate object as the um, the main protagonist. So I'm very curious as to how this one, is, especially since they did fairly solidly with um, the sword. Um, I'm I really want to see how they how they handled this one because it's it's the same issue of how are they going? Uh, yeah, there's obviously he's going to be able to talk and, and, and interact with the world. Um, so how, well, how like are he they going to talk? So you think at some point he's probably going to get the ability to talk? I, I can only assume. I mean, they got to figure something out. They, 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 he's not obviously not going to just sit there and, and well, he'll have, I think he'll around. have inner dialogue, but I think it's going to be the stories around the people that end up walking up to him is what my assumption is. We'll see. Cause I mean, they show a couple scenarios like, a random monster comes up and starts, I don't know, poking at him. You have, like, she obviously finds him and starts lugging him around. At some point, it looks like another group of ventures find him and start, you know, eating stuff that he's vending. And then back at the, I don't know, a build or a cafe or something like that, or guild or a cafe, he supplies people with food. And, and obviously one being kind of like cooking, uh, far, campfire cooking in another world where it's going to be, like, people realizing these foods from modern times that are so good because of spices and stuff. That's kind of an assumption there. There's one other one, which is I'm, I'm the onsen in a dungeon mm-hmm. or something like that. That's the only other one that that one, at least even more seems like it's stationary and you don't have that one at least has the concept of you can have a lot of etchy in that one, but yeah, and I kind of assume with something like that, it was similar to, you know, restaurants in another world or whatever, where it's, like, more about the stories that people tell when they come inside right. the restaurant. So they come into the onsen, and they tell their stories about what they just did, and it tells about the, yeah, they're taking their clothes off and doing all this other kind of stuff to etchy with it, so. 
But yeah, like I said, I, I really do like the old, the actual light novels art style more than what they've chose. Like I said, she's very simple looking. They, they even give her a ponytail look rather than just the kind of shoulder length hair, a little bit under the shoulder length hair. Kind of odd they changed her design so much. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Sounds sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. I'm on the same boat. I, I kind of, with yeah, with a sword, isekai and stuff, kind of at the same time, um, this whole idea of isekai to, as objects seems to be a, a possible route that they're going to take to kind of spice things up with the isekai's genre that seems to be becoming very stagnant. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we have an update on Shy Manga's anime adaptation. The official website has revealed that they will, the series will be debuting in 2023, so it will be this year. Again, another probably fall show, so look forward to that. The staff for the anime adaptation of Reign of the Spellblades, or the Seven Spellblades, sorry, there's seven of them, that's important. Another Edge Boy show. Um, has revealed a PV key art and a July premiere, so this will be a summer show as well, to be animated by JC staff. Springtime at Kimberly Magic High Academy. Uh, when new students become their first year, one boy clad in black robes with a white cane and a sword strapped to his hip approaches a pre- prestigious school. This young man, Oliver, must form a bond with a katana-wielding girl named Nanao if he's to survive the dangers he faces in this school that's anything but what it seems. Anyways. Excited? There's a couple people on the Discord that are pretty excited for this one, so I've never heard of it. <laughs> Honestly, I've never heard of the source material, so that's a little bit of a question mark. It, I think from what some people said, it's got kind of a very unique uh, magic system in it, which I'm always for. Like, I love, like, magic mechanics and stuff like that that are different or have some sort of twist to it. So my hope is that that kind of leads it to being a, a pretty solid series. It looks, it doesn't look like super edge boy. So don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm just mostly joking about that, but it does look like it's kind of, it looks like it's going to be slightly heavy. Like it just, it looks like it's going to take a lot of stuff seriously based on the PV. So, um, not like a, a typical comedy isekai type of series, which like if it, if it gets, does that kind of stuff, not isekai, if it does like a more serious, uh, fantasy type setting, um, I'm always for that. Because, again, I think we we have so many isekais itself. Like I said, not saying this is isekai. We have so many isekais that are fantasy comedy that it's it's kind of refreshing to have a fantasy series that takes itself seriously for once. So. And it looks like fantasy is the only genre, so. I like the the idea of, um, I, I well, like uh, isekai um, labyrinth. Um, I like that more along the lines of the, uh, main character uh, exploring the world and and the the mechanics of the world and being more lighthearted. I don't mind um, a if they have something in the background that they're exploring while they're um, exper- experiencing their world. And if this is in that that same vein, hopefully it stays kind of light. But at the same time, I I just like when they when you have solid characters exploring the world. That's all I care about. Yeah. Again, we know it's not an isekai. It's just, it, it, it sucks that the only examples we have to give for fantasy is isekais, because <laughs> most fantasy are isekais. I like this new trend that we're getting away from everything has to be isekai. Just get to pure fantasy. It, it's fine if the characters are native to that world and just exploring it 
and just get deep dive in that stuff. That's like I was saying with Freerun. I'm super excited for Freerun because it's presumably not any second. <laughs> it's just here is the the hero's party, this elf living in the world, and I like that. So. I'm even for isekais where they don't have their previous life knowledge. Like, Magical Revolution seems to be applying that she just kind of gets a brief snapshot. Again, Grimgar, Fantasy, and Ash having that kind of breaking point. Just just kind of having them live in the world, so. We'll see if uh, Reign of Sp- the Seven Spell Blades ends up being a solid series. So, Chris, you'd probably be very excited about this, because I think you've asked about this for, like, forever. Like, this is, like, on Chris's I want this list, and it's finally happening, but... Yes, Plex has recently added a new Anime X High Dive. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Is it just Anime High Dive? You don't say the X? I don't know. Or Cross High Dive channel to its platform. Uh, this channel plays Sentai Filmworks titles all day free with advertisements. The current lineup of titles is Made Sama, Principal, uh, Princess Principal, Kokoro Connect, Clanod, Land of Lustrous, uh, Nananbiori Repeat, Beyond the Boundary, My Team Romantic, Romantic Comedy Snafu, Monthly Girl Nozaki-kun, Golden Time, and The Pet Girl of Sakura Style. So pretty much like all the biggest titles over the last like 20 years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Chris has been talking about wanting like a channel that they could just turn on in the background and it plays shows. Are you, are you happy you finally got what you wanted? Yep. Is this going to be playing at your house 24-7 for your doge? Uh, Probably not, <laughs> but I... I... Probably will turn it on. Uh, I may. Uh, depends on their their streaming service cost. I don't. It's free. It's it's free. Yeah, it's yeah, free with, yeah. It's it's with advertisement. Okay. I'm, I probably probably will. I mean, I, I like this concept. I don't think I would ever use it. I mean, it's good for like yeah, if you're like cleaning or something like that. Yeah. You need some background noise. I think it's a cool concept. But I mean, I I don't necessarily see a necessity for it all, all the time. But I, I think there is a this is a cool move. Like. This is a really good move for High Dive to get their name out there. Plex suddenly has an anime channel that plays anime all the time, and there's no cost to it, and you just watch some ads. Really cool way of like introducing people to anime in general, but also a way of going, here's a lot of really great titles, and it's playing, and everybody's like, man, High Dive's got some really good titles. I love all these shows. Where's the next episode of Beyond the Boundary? I need to watch it now. And they go and they subscribe to High Dive so they can watch yeah. all the episodes. The close, the closest, it's a really cool. It's like a straight up advertisement. Yeah, this, the closest that that I ever seen was Hulu, which would just automatically go onto the next whatever show that they decided. <laughs> what they decided? Yeah. Um, so it, that was the closest that I ever ever seen to that. But this this in in an, in an odd way, it's it's kind of cool because you could technically have. Uh, have this running on two TVs, and it would be theoretically going at the the same rate. So yeah, like it's a television show. Yeah, um, and that that I like. Or if you went over to your your friend's house, they technically are watching the literally the same thing as you're watching, which is kind of a cool idea. I mean, that's that's in a way what I really like about this. I mean, there's lots of things that I do like about it. Um, and you could literally go off of a schedule. This um, Nananbiori is always playing at five o'clock in in the uh, in the evening. So literally everybody is on the same page. You have to watch it at the same time. So I, I there's a lot of things in here that I do like, and it's not necessarily you could still go to high dive to to watch uh, things on demand. Um, this is just a nice way for there to be kind of the the 
old school way of doing uh, TV and including the new new school uh, type stuff. So yeah, it, it's it's really in a lot of ways a lot of good things that there is there. Yeah, that was my big question mark because that's not technically. <laughs> You know, 24 shows at least, possibly, you know, 48 shows to fill up an entire show. So Retro it does look like there's other other stuff on here. No, this is this is High Dive Channel right here. So they're doing, yeah, like they're they're in, I'll say, so they're doing multiple episodes. So yeah, like Made Samas on like at 1 p.m. today, and that's going from episode 17, 18, 19, 20. So they're doing, they're doing like pretty much marathoning shows each day. My guess that this is nothing but made summer. When is it not made summer? <laughs> it's just are we doing okay? Now there's blooming to, to you. Okay, so, so yeah, apparently blooming to you. They're adding new titles. <laughs> so they're doing yeah. They're doing marathons, which I think is I don't know that I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm see Mike. The reason why I was really curious about this is like the, obviously the big concern is like if you just turn on the high dive channel and it's suddenly on the last episode of Beyond the Boundary. Do you really want to watch the last episode of Beyond the Boundary? Again, it's going back to the old mindset of television. Video on demand is great because you choose to start from the beginning. Bam. Yeah. I'm starting from the beginning. I don't need to jump right into the last episode. But again, as an advertisement, it works out because you're going, okay, I just watched, I don't know, I think it was like 17th episode of Beyond the Boundary and I'm hooked. And I thought it was 17 episodes. <laughs> now I'm hooked. And then I go and I, I go look up High Dive to find the rest of the series. But... I can see this kind of being better in the idea that it's a marathon because then you can jump in and start from the very first episode. Like here, Bloom Into You starts uh, its first on Wednesday. Bloom Into You episode one starts on, at seven thirty a.m. and it's it plays it all throughout the day, so you can technically binge the entire show in a single day for free. So I don't know. It's it's kind of a give and take. Like I I don't see the benefit of seeing the the seventh episode of every show the moment you turn it on throughout the day. But at the same time, it, like I said, it, it kind of leads me to more t- – the only problem is with like a, a binge thing like this is that you you turn it on one day and it's nothing but blooming to you. But you're like, I hate Yuri, so well, I don't want to watch this today. I What else do I watch? And then you go – and then you just leave the channel. I don't know. It's it's a give and take. The 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 Like I said, the the idea that I was in, in realm with was scheduled timeframes for each show. So like Sailor Moon would, would start at five thirty. Every day at five thirty you got another episode of, of Sailor Moon. The I mean, as it stands right now, that's no different than Pluto right now. Pluto TV does the same thing, where they, they just do an, a god awful binge of every episode of the entire show for the next three days. And if, if it's over, they'll start it over and they'll do another binge of all the shows for, uh, five days. I don't know. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's doing kind of what I want, but at the same time, it's not doing it. Yeah. Just so people know, like you don't have to have Plex player. Like I'm, I'm able to just kind of go straight to the, the, um, the stream from a browser. So even from a browser, you can just go to the Plex site and then just start playing it. Um, I do know that like I used to mess with Plex a lot. Like I really did like it as a computer media player. Um, it was really nice little UI and everything like that, but I kind of just walked away from it at some point. So um, cool to see they're going to do a lot of this stuff with the different channels. Retro crest has one as well, of course, which is really cool as well for if you want more retro stuff, which they have 
Adventure Try, which is not that retro. <laughs> it's like Retro Crush with a 2022 <laughs> show, Digimon Try. Uh, interesting. Yeah, Retro Crush has quite a few shows. I, 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 I wish I could give them a lot more love. I do have them on my Roku as well. I, I've, I've popped in. They do have, um, they, they, they have on their, their player, they do have a, um, constant stream as well. That's, yeah, that's fine. No, I meant in Retro Crush's, uh, channel on Oh, Roku, their, their app. Their yeah. app, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff, though. I, I, I like this kind of shift in, Availabilities to some more yeah Pluto Pluto TV stuff Pluto TV does a lot of this stuff too and they and they have a Naruto channel a a couple of other channels as well I think that's another kind of positive thing to see for High Dive is if they're if they're showing a lot of these older classic titles it kind of gives you a sense that they might hold on to these titles because <laughs> there's a lot of fears lately that they're just going to drop all their older licenses but I think a lot of the bigger titles like Clonod and Golden Time and stuff I don't think they ever want to drop so. I think they would actively pick them back up if they do drop them. So, well, on a, on the bright side, a lot of this is is also going to give them some extra views, which that's something that they can use to their advantages as far as arguments for keeping some of these titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I honestly do think for AMC, I think High Dive is still like their something that's making them money. Like I, I honestly do believe that High Dive is one of their their positive. They're not going to release those numbers or anything like that, but. I, I think overall, I think High Dive was a good move for AMC, and I think it is one of their their only things that's really kind of keeping them afloat. So my hope is that I've said it before, where if I I think that if, in my opinion, if it is doing positive for them and their other stuff is not doing positive for them, that they kind of downsize and just focus on High Dive. Like it would, I'm I'm perfectly fine with AMC going. Let's just focus on High Dive. Let High now I'd want them to let the High Dive do what they're doing. Like. Don't mess with it. But you know they're going to get their hands in it. Like, okay, this is the only thing that's doing good. Let's focus on it. And suddenly, well, we can make... I, I've i seen this before. Trust me. We can make this better. We, we, here's all this other stuff that we failed and is falling apart. Let's drop that stuff and focus on the one thing that's doing good. Oh, let's get our hands in it because we can do better than they can do. It, it happens every time. They don't. They don't acknowledge the fact that they're literally... They destroyed everything else, and they'll destroy this too. But Thermiromai? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking about that. that. The old retro got it. Is that the older one? Is that the reason why we never seen it? It's because no, it was on Netflix. But I don't know that if they got a secondary license for it outside of Netflix. That's got to be the old one because didn't they have two Thermiromais? I didn't know that there was a a first one. So I think there was two adaptations, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. It's it's been it's been a while. Yeah, it was a 2012 one. That's probably the one that they have. So yeah, Discotech Media. So there you go. It's the old one. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Cool stuff though. Um, yeah. If 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 you looking for a way to support High Dive and you don't want to sub to them and you just want to watch some random shows, it's free. It's just you turn it on and it's right there. So. Um, like I said, I think it'd be a good background noise. I might, I might fire it on when I'm cleaning. I, I'm really quick at cleaning, cleaning though, so I don't, I wouldn't even get through an episode. <laughs> but I know my big problem whenever I turn things on in the background is at some point I sit down and start watching, and that's why I hate doing it. Like I've, I've turned on like, okay, I have the Mashoko Tensei bl- uh, Blu-rays. I'll just turn that on in the background, and literally it's like I'm just sitting there watching. It's like, damn it, I, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't have background shows with the anime because gotta watch it. So. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, so moving on, we have the official Twitter account for Two Year Eternity. Anime has announced that the series will be getting a third season. Uh, they tweeted that the uh, with the tagline that the series will continue with the new seasons, the world arc. So I'm super excited for that because the direction it's going is super great. I did a review of the second season, which was very difficult. Doing later season reviews is a pain in the butt because I don't want to spoil things for people that have never gotten the series. But I, I in my review, it's like I acknowledge that this show has a lot of lulls. Like it has a lot of segments where it's like, let's just get on with it. But when it hits, it hits. It's 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 introduced a lot of really cool mechanics in the second season that really did re spark my love for the franchise, and it has me really excited for where it's going next. So can't wait. And our last news: Are you planning on getting caught up on to your attorney? Are you? I know it's been like one of those ones where I said, "Yeah, characters die," and you're like, "Nope." But I I, I know that I kind of mentioned to you that they kind of make things sort of okay. Um, with this recent season, so it might be worth checking out. It's it's a really big mix because I do love that mangaka. Or that's uh, that was why I really asked because like I know like a silent voice is a lot of people love it. and I know you love it. It's like I I have a lot of love for that uh, that that story. So it, it's it's one of those that I, mean, I keep in this inkling of. I'm not going to completely flat out say no. I won't ever catch up on it. So yeah, possibly. But you yeah. got 40 episodes to go through now. <laughs> That's yeah. the big problem too. Because you got two. Am I going seasons. to catch? Am I going to catch up by the end of this year? Heck no. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and our last bit of news is Katakawa has announced the anime adaptation of My Happy Light novel will be streaming on Netflix in 2023. Like I mentioned earlier with the Anime Japan, there is a panel for My Happy Marriage, and of course Netflix has a panel as well, so they might end up announcing its season that it will, or it's not going to be a season, it's just probably going to be a full drop on Netflix, but they might, they might announce a date, which would be interesting. So, um, But you know, this one actually really has my interest, um, mainly around I'm getting a lot of vibes of Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale. So I'm pretty pretty hyped for this one. It it kind of gives me a little bit of uh now granted Taisho Terry uh Taisho Terry Taisho Terry uh, Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale does get heavy. Um especially at the beginning, especially at the end, but um this one looks like it's going to be pretty heavy all around, so I'm curious to see how they kind of handle that stuff. But, um, yes, born to a noble family, Mio is raised by her abusive stepmother and married to Kyoka, a soldier with a heartless, uh, that so heartless, his prior fiance fled within three days of their marriage or engagement rather, um, with no home to return to Mio slowly starts to open her heart and her cold and pale husband to be despite the rocky introduction. This might be her chance, um, to, at finding true love and happiness. So, Yeah. It looks beautiful, uh, visually beautiful. I should probably check what studio is working on it because I keep doing this. <laughs> I I keep getting excited about something and liking the style of it and everything, and then I come to find out. Oh, by the way, Gohan's is working on it. Oh, by the way, uh, Geek Toys is working on it. <laughs> Stop being excited. Um, but no, it looks good. Like I said, I loved Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale, and I'm getting massive Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale vibes from this. So I'm I'm on board for sure. Kinema Citrus, it, 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 I mean, Made in Abyss, really good, um, but that's kind of the, I mean, Kuma, uh, Kuma Amika was decent too, but 
yeah, I guess I guess Made in the Abyss, they've been doing phenomenal. So yeah. I'm I'll, I'll take a positive on that. I'll take a positive on that. They're they're directing work on on that's more directing and choice, not really the studio's fault with Shield Hero, so yeah, that's that's a that's a plus for me. Kinema Citrus is a plus for me. I'll take that. Like I said, it, it looks gorgeous. Are you on board? Uh yes, I think I am. You think? And there's there is the aspect of the. <sighs> Me and Andrew have gone back and forth on the Black Prince, and this is one of those Black Princes, and I hope that it's. I mean. It, n- not necessarily a black prince. He's more of a, um, uh, the ice king effectively. He's, he looks like he's going to be literally the, I'm not going to talk to you. And it comes off as he's really, really cruel and all that stuff. It, but when it comes down to it, she sees the little sliver of hope that he's not actually as bad as he, um, he comes off. So I'm, I'm really interested in it. Um, it does feel like it's going to be a solid drama. Um, we've got obviously the sister-in-law or mother-in-law that's going to be a, an absolute horrid woman. So we'll, we'll see how that all comes out. I really, really am interested in this. Uh, I hope it's not, uh, not just plain cruel. So yeah, sure. I kind of got an indication with the. I'm, I'm curious if he'll be an ex soldier or just a present. It doesn't say ex soldier, so I'm guessing he's still currently maybe like commanding something or something like that. So maybe he might have to get involved with things again at some point. Maybe there peace times. Um, yeah, it just technically shows him in, in his uniform. Um, but it, it's one of those ones where it's like it comes from the point of like it, she didn't really have a great life before, so it, you know it's it's only the up and up at this point. <laughs> But no, it, yeah, I do agree. It's probably going to be one of those elements where she sees that he's not a terrible person. Just needs to get in there and chisel out that chisel off that the icicles off the heart, and he'll probably at some point welcome her. But again, it's like a, the whole aspect of new lease in life. There's that pause, and then at some point, kind of realizing there's an opening there. Which again, like Taisho Tomi Fairytale was kind of the same thing. You know, she's being sold off by her family. She has this new. She's get shipped off to some random way out in the sticks location to some random place. She doesn't know what's behind the door, what's going to happen to her when she goes behind that door. But then realizing he welcomes her in with warm arms, at the same time has his own issues and they kind of find that agreement between each other. So it's not a, it's not a fun setup. It's, it happens, but then you make the best of it kind of things. Make, make lemonade out of lemons, right? Or tomato juice out of tomatoes. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's that's all the news that seems important to us. That should be important to you. That's important to us. That be, should be important to you. Let's dive into our community. If Discord will open and I can see what's in there, please stop giving me advertisements anymore. Discord. It's like every time I open Discord, it's got to say, "Hey, look at this thing." I don't want to look at those things. Uh, but we have new features. At this point, we have 7,243 uh, new features. Silvezio says, a comic book and movies podcast I follow does a year and wrap-up awards episode, and one of their joke categories is called the Game is On Award, where they talk about the most sequel-baiting thing they've watched that year that is dead in the water, either upon release or soon after. 
what would be your anime nominations for this kind of award? It doesn't have to be this year. Um, it was that um, Spirit Chronicles before they announced another season that was like absolute like bait for sure. Um, I don't know what the, honestly, there's been a lot of really good, um, quickly announced sequels for a lot of the series that I enjoy. So I, I don't normally, it, it feels off anymore. Whenever you think about, uh, sequel baiting, it's typically, we go by the joke of it being source material baiting really, but not really necessarily sequel baiting, but I don't know. At the same time, I, there's been a lot that hasn't had sequels and that's the unfortunate thing like um kageki shoujo never got a sequel announcement for it which kind of breaks my heart we just mentioned it earlier blooming to you <laughs> where troika stop making pretty boy shows and do another sequel of blooming to you because that show was really good and i want another i want another sequel already but unfortunately not any off the top of your head it's kind of one of those ones where when, when this kind of question comes up, I go, I kind of wish that I did. A, I like to, to come into these these questions like completely blank, but sometimes I don't. So let me look at my Annie list. Yeah, we've, we, we've, the manga bait has been around for forever. I mean, just go back to past episodes. I'm sure you, we've, we've talked about it quite a few times. We, we, there's, there's going to be one or two in there somewhere. But no, I can't think of any because one of the things about that is is you tend to file that in this uh, this file in your head of I'm going to get to this at some point later, and if they ever bring out new ones, and you we've we've gotten a lot more lenient on it. We used to be a lot more exaggeratedly angry about it. Um, I I would love to get more of um, uh, Arpeggio and the Blue Steel. I I really really loved that show. Um, Dan, you're going way back with that. Yeah, one. That, you to go back that to that way. CGI show. I thought you hate CGI. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's got cute girls, we could go with it. It's fine. It was a really fun fun concept. I it, I I, but no, I did not much care for the way it looked. I liked the character artwork. But that was um, you're and, and that's wasn't the that thing, one of the like first specifically uh, polygon? Saying, specifically saying that it's they talk about sequel baiting. Um, they watch that year that is dead in the water, either before release or soon after. Like it, it's bad, so you don't think it'll get it, or that it wasn't successful enough, so it's not going to get a sequel. I think that's where you're really going with it is that it wasn't successful enough, so it won't get a sequel. I mean, I that sort of changes a little bit because I can give you a big old list of shows that I want to have sequels, like March Comes Like a Lion and stuff like that. But stuff that I and granted, maybe March Comes Like a Lion wasn't that successful in Japan. I haven't really looked at the rankings to see how well it did in Japan. I don't think it was that big over here. Um, but yeah, like shows that that didn't do well in my opinion. I think that's a completely different story. Like Super Cub. A Kevy Sailor uniform did really well, um, I think, because it was riding on the the popularity of of My Dress Up Darling. Like it was, it was literally Cloverworks weekend because they had two shows that on that Saturday, and it was those two shows. And so I think it kind of fed off of it a little bit. But I don't know if it did really that well. But again, it's one of those ones where I just don't even think there's ever going to be a sequel for it. I, I 
I say that there's a lot of sequels being announced anymore, and that I think that's a great thing, that we're getting so many announcements right when they air their last episode. But at the same time, I do still acknowledge the idea that there's a lot of titles I really love that will never get a sequel. And that's things like Inari Kankan and stuff like that, where I, I just... I wish it did, but then at the same time, I acknowledge that it wasn't the greatest and most popular. But then again, I kind of shattered that here recently where, where, where we were talking about the possibility of Onimai getting a second season. And if you look at any chart, if you look at any list, my, Miami list, you're going to see it's like, like super unpopular. Like you think – if you look at Western charts, you're going to think Onimai is doing terrible. Nobody's watching it. And then again, you go and look in Japan, and you're like, no, it's like literally the number one show in Japan. <laughs> it's just like our, our taste is so different than Japan itself, and so it does kind of restore my hope in that kind of stuff. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I just said Mayu. Mayu, I would really, really Oh, that was take. like – again, that was like back – I kind of – Spirit Chronicles is kind of one of those rare cases where I felt like it was being really cruel about that. Um, but then, it, then again, they announced another season. It really does feel like anymore they've stopped doing that. So I almost wonder yeah. if they've realized we got to stop doing this. People get really that, mad that, when you source material bait. That, and that's that's one of the things that I I, I have I was trying to kind of make note of is um, it I'm not as I'm not as extreme on it because of the fact that it, it does seem like a lot of these shows are getting Tenshi Nakanamakai. That has to get a re, uh, both a remake and a a, a continuation. I guess I just wanted a kind of, on release of it. Yeah, <laughs> I keep yelling at companies like, "Hey, if you're looking for a rescue license, this one." I guess they kind of it needs a new make though because I, I need a remake. It took it took a lot to get over that art style. <laughs> Gosh, it was fifty episodes. I've I love that long show. It I love that show. Um, a cheeky angel. Yeesh. Uh, but no, like I, I still do think that whenever I see a lot of these titles that don't get a, a big acceptance over in the West, it still kind of hurts and makes me believe it'll never get any sort of sequels like Super Cub and stuff. But again, every now and then I get I get surprised when I realize that you know the West obviously is not Japan, and over here the stuff that gets a lot of attention are the big shonens and action shows. Whereas in Japan they're looking for escapism, and it's typically in isekais. Eight. It's in fluffy stuff and that's the stuff that i love I, I i think a lot of people forget that in most cases in japan people just besides like the young crowd which is the shonen crowd it's they're the ones that's going to hit the things like my hero academia and stuff like that but like the broader audience in japan they're just looking for something to make them smile <laughs> like people don't realize that's what they're kind of looking for over there they're just looking for something to give them a smile and those onimais and stuff like that are the ones that do provide that so so it's definitely a different different culture over there so i don't know i i, I haven't really think it, remake our life had a really crappy ending um like completely unfinished so i guess there's one but yeah nothing really nothing a lot recent that kind of hurts for another sequel that hasn't been announced so i guess it's a positive like sukimichi even was like Pretty quickly, they announced another season. I, I think I guess it's just like Bloomin' to You and and um, Kageki Shoujo again, another one that I don't know that did so well. Again, I haven't checked Japanese rankings to know if it did well over there. I'm planning on keeping an eye on Japanese rankings more. I, w- I really want to get a good method of seeing what they like and gauging that interest that way. 
Encouragement of Climb is a good example of something that I know wasn't doing well over here, but got a full adaptation, and I'm I loved it. <laughs> I, I took it and I ate it all up. So yeah, I don't know. I might have to revisit that that question, but we'll we'll see. So um, farming, yeah, the pharma show. That that was that was a pretty good one that should got another season on the other season. But again, we were kind of mentioning the idea that it kind of the last episode was kind of like eh, you're kind of undoing a lot of stuff that you kind of set up. Um, but I think that did decent. I think that did decent. So why does it always get rid of my check mark? I have to keep finding the check mark. Um, let's see. I'm sure it's been asked before, but uh, Chris and Andrew on Mal, yes, um, a talkie spirit. I think it's a talkie spirited on everything, but my links are in my YouTube dis, uh, just, I think in pretty much all the descriptions of my YouTube videos. So I don't know if Chris ever got one. I think he, yeah. he's, you were on anime plan or something. Yeah. Some weird other site that nobody uses. Chris is a, a, he's, he doesn't like to go with a mold. He's an outsider. I'm County culture. So, uh, that was, uh, Lanky wave, sorry. Um, Seismic Book says, Isekai question. Oh my gosh. We have a ton of Isekais about people uh, with certain professions getting transported to another world. What professions do you want to see in an Isekai setting? We have had a few pharma recently. They they love the pharma stuff. If it's not like just pharma, it's it's a lot of cases somebody kind of exploiting some sort of chemical thing like uh, beauty products and stuff like that. Which technically works in the same kind of realm of chemistry and stuff. So, um, I don't know honestly. I, they, I, they've. I think pharma was a good route for them to go. I think it was a clever route for them to go. It's obviously that because sometimes what you, the question mark becomes is like something practical, something impractical that ends up being funny or go into an interesting route, or something in the middle where it's just kind of generic, like. You know, having somebody that knows finances going to another world and fixing the, and and raising the country out of debt. Um, that stuff I don't I don't necessarily care for. And I, I think it's a good route, but it's just not it's not entertaining in a sense in a lot of regards. Um, I really do appreciate um, the concept that's kind of being re- introduced right now is the exploiting the world itself financially with like 80,000 gold. And I think there's another one that's come up here soon that's kind of similar this idea of using the other world going back and forth, I think is really the, the, the cool ones that I think are really interesting right now with like 80,000 gold. Um, is it the skill cheat one? I think it's the skill cheat one that's coming up next season. is going to be like that where you can go between the two worlds. I like those ones. I love ex- ex- exploiting the, the market itself, but professions itself. Well, we basically got a, a I was going to say construction worker, but then we have handyman site. <laughs> I, I, I thought it's sort of kind of like that. So I, I thought it the same thing. It, We've done everything. It, it is one of those things that you, you can't, I, because I, for a second, I thought about the whole blacksmith. I'd, I'd like to see um, a blacksmith, but at the same time, I, we technically have that, but I want it something different is what I really want out of the blacksmith thing. I love the fact that we got the farmer. The farmer is absolutely. I I, I know that um, it, it it doesn't work for everybody, but it absolutely works for me. Um, we have, um, the, like Andrew had said, the the financial thing. I kind of want to get more into that um, because I really love the idea of manipulating um, uh, 
finances and 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 bringing like like Andrew had mentioned the bringing the nation out of debt thing. Um, so I like that we we're getting a couple of those, and it, it it's it's kind of at this point where it's like I don't know that you could ever find one that is exactly. I would love to see something that's out of the normal that just comes up as, oh, hey, by the way, my my ability to fix watches abs- becomes an overpowered uh, power in the next world. And it's like, sure, why time. not? It controls time. Um, I so think it, the problem is that we've kind of hit everything. Like, yeah. not directly this is the profession in this, it's, but it's usually like somebody goes in the other world and they sort of tackle that thing. They're not a profession of that, but they sort of tackle it. And, I mean, that's – I feel like the only thing that really comes to my mind that's not kind of been done before through some means or another is something like maybe another world as a technician and they modernize the world with, with internet or something like that. And it, come to find out it ruins that world too. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, they, should you should you introduce this to this world kind of thing? But then even then, like with – they technically kind of hit a little bit of it on the um, – that that show that I dropped after the first season, the real was it Realist Hero Rebuild the Kingdom? Yeah, they sort of do kind of like a a network home network kind of thing and stream out to everybody this whole show and everything. So, well, the the the, the um I had thought about the whole I would like to see um he kind of did it like you were saying the the, the uh, idol uh, bringing idols over into the isekai kind of done did that, but. I kind of like to see that done. Somebody bringing producer idol in another pro- world, producer idol producer in another, producer in another world, in another yeah. world. <laughs> um, not Ningen Fushin style. Ugh, that show. But at the same time, um, there there is the aspect of because um, I was thinking of like the aspect of maybe a like a Hollywood star in another world, and they think they're the greatest thing ever, and <laughs> they, have to, they have to rebuild their popularity in another world. It, there's there is some things that I would like to to see, but at the same time, like Andrew had said, most of them has already been done um, in some way, shape, or form. It, so it's not really you'd have to really do something very off the wall to really make a splash. I got it, and it's, um, by the grace of the gods, sort of did it. But um, a plumber in another world. And he innovates the world of plumbing. <laughs> He's dealing with the, the the terrible systems that they have in the other world and cleaning it. And then at some point, he just starts you know revolutionizing plumbing and becomes like the greatest plumber ever. Um, plumbers are dang hard workers, so I can see him totally doing it. <laughs> Especially if he wants to make his life easier, he has to contract out to, um, to make Mario did systems. it, Andrew. No, he didn't. Yes, he no, did. He didn't. <laughs> He just stepped on poor mushrooms. He stepped on poor Goombas and ate mushrooms all the time. Disgusting person. But like I said, it's an oddity that when you think about it, I guess it's one of those things where when I think about, okay, what kind of profession I would want in an isekai, my my mind immediately goes to, oh, what about this? Well, technically this guy did it. Oh, what about this? Well, technically they did it over here. It's like with the grace of the gods. He technically literally cleaned out their plumbing system by having those slimes eat all the crap. Uh, again, a lot of them do the pharmacy thing. There's construction ones where they build stuff, and so there's technically a construction element to it. There's innovations type stuff, technology innovation type stuff. Um, they just kind of, they, 
they're kind of already doing a lot of these cases in it. So it, I guess it's the nice thing is that yes, technically when you do have somebody that like focuses on it, like pharmacy, uh, farming, uh, parallel world pharmacy. That's one of those cases where you finally have a writer who knows what he's talking about. Focus on it. Everybody does the pharmacy thing. A lot of these ESET guys do the pharmacy thing. I mean, we had the, the pharmacy with my cute cat girl or wolf girl. Um, but when you actually have somebody that knows what they're talking about, focus on it and make the show focus on it. You, you, you quickly realize, oh, this can be entertaining and it can be done really well. So it kind of works out in the end. And maybe that's what we really need is have those focus stories rather than it be a general sense. Like, for example, um, MS and Shadow, he's literally doing everything. Like this, this, this knowledge that he has, this, this glorious knowledge that he's bestowing upon the Shadow Garden, they're taking that knowledge and doing stuff with it. They create an entire <laughs> marketplace and a mall that is centered around all these niceties of our modern times that, they, that she overheard. Or you have, yes, uh, Natsume, I think his name was, um, Beta. She goes off and she makes an entire book series based on all these books from our modern times. You had um, Epsilon who goes off and becomes a pianist and sells music that is literally from here. Um, again, it, it's it's all over the place. It's technically doing it all, but never focused. Like, heck, manager in another world, and he becomes the, the owner of a marketplace. That kind of thing. Granted, again, technically 80,000 golds doing that, but having somebody, again, that is a professional at that, focus on it. Build his build his empire in this other world by knowing the intricacies of buy and sell. I think it would be good. So either way, I, I think it works out if, as long as, like I said, it, it's somebody that knows they're talking about and they know how to really kind of spin it in an entertaining way and they don't screw it up at the end <laughs> like some shows do. That bugs me. You had you had potential. You could have been the next big one, but you failed to deliver in the end. One more, one more. Um, do you guys? Uh, Sylvia uh, Silvesio says, do you guys have a single favorite moment of uh, from all shows this year? Which would have been late. It would have been last year. So twenty, the twenty twenty two shows. Um, gosh, that is a good question. Any chart save me because last year um, is done and my brain is focused on consuming this year. I know there's a few of them. The case study of Vanitas, the later parts um, were really good. I, especially getting the, to John's backstory was really good. Sabikoi Bisco removing the insect from her stomach. <laughs> Oh, the phone call in Akebi's sailor uniform broke me. Absolutely broke me. I'm I'm going to when she talked to her her old teacher. By the way, I'm um, going was was it broke me. I'm going to make everybody um, realize just how trash I am by saying taking measurements in um, a certain um, my dress up darling. Dress up darling. Yes. Uh. There was like so many scenes in that that was really good. So, <laughs> I, I I especially like the whole scene where they were at that abandoned building and what was her name the the other girl and he gets like really close to her she's like freaking out the animation that Cloverworks did for her freaking out like that was so freaking cute. 
Uh, slow loop. I think the whole scene where you kind of have that acceptance of her new father was like, ugh, it hurt. Slow loop. I I would have. To... Oh no, you're you're right. I'm I'm thinking of a different show. I know I'm right. I'm always right. <laughs> summertime render i think it was like the 18th episode the fight in the school was like super good like it was a good fight scene i watched that over and over and over again it was so good um awashi i think when he first leaves the school and he's, he reads the letter from his mother freaking broke me it was such a good scene um uh, in uh love explosion pretty much every uh point that uh shinigami ojo kind of went nuts <laughs> a sentence of a bookworm um how can i say this without spoiling it uh the scene with his family her family in that that season where she kind of had to make a choice uh was was really rough the the string scene in <laughs> was that the first season no that was the second season yeah um darkness peach with uh uh, Demon Girl Next Door, where she was deciding if she wanted to pull the string, what would happen if she pulled the string. <laughs> I still watch that over and over. The, the ancestor having the little, like, puppets that she made for her um, was was funny with the... essentially controlling her. And she keeps getting angry because she keeps telling her what to do and she keeps zapping. There's so many good scenes in Call the Night. Oh, the, the fountain scene in Licorice Coil. There. I, I thought that that was just perfectly done beautifully written the context of the story of that scene was fantastic and yeah the voice acting was so good I, that's literally that sold me on the quill if i wasn't even already sold but yeah also her dad getting ticked off at the end was super good there's a lot of good scenes in the quill i i really enjoyed it but now what my favorite scene in call the night mm. The one that immediately pops in my head is the scene where he's with the office lady that just is terrified of going back to work. And he kind of shows her, like, here, come out to the street. You can do it still. It was kind of like one of those. I I, I always mention the idea that I think Call of Night nails um, something that is looks simple from the outside, but it's it's impactful and difficult for somebody on the inside. You might see this and go, well, get over it. Go do this. But for the person themselves, they're struggling so much and they're stuck in their own anxieties it's difficult for them. And I thought it was a really good scene with the idea of him just stepping out in the road and saying, you used to do this when you were younger. Just just take a step. You can come out here. You can do it kind of thing. It was showing her that she can still enjoy life, enjoy the things that she used to enjoy. She doesn't have to always be swept up in her responsibilities. Um, but there's a lot of good scenes in that show. It was such a good show. I, I There you go. Second season. <laughs> Give me a second season. Um, but I think that I think that did well. Um, here and there, so I mean it's number one for the season on on any any chart. So is it? Yeah, it is. Huh. So good, so good. Uh, let's see the freaking raptor scene, and there's so many good Uncle from Another World scenes. What is my the freaking, favorite? The freaking hedgehog. The hedgehog. Yes, I love to hear their screams. <laughs> he just melts it. <laughs> Uh, it didn't look like a Sonic. It didn't look like Sonic. It was fake. No, that's what they look like, Uncle. <laughs> so many good scenes. But no, I think any scene with the the elf girl. My gosh, dude, elf. Mm. So good, so good. This I have a scene for Pharma 
um, Isekai Pharma with the this they're all in the room and they're talking about why nobody's coming into this new pharmacy he made. And literally you have what was it like he was like forty or fifty years old, like he's he's dead in the in the grave because he's that old because it's anime. They have the old accountant for his father, and you have his professor who's like teaches nobles children's magic. And then you have him who is a pharmacist from his previous life when he was like forty or something like that, and now he's in this other world. And they all can't figure out why people won't come in the front door. And literally this 10-year-old girl comes strolling into the room and says, I figured it out. I asked them. <laughs> and it's like it took the one this little girl, this this slave little girl could have come in and go, I figured it out. I just asked them why they're not coming in the door. It was such a good scene. Um, a lot of the Barbie, st- uh, Barbara and Barbie stuff in Shadow House, their backstory was freaking heartbreaking. Kind of seeing how they used to be like so bubble like literally she was a milico like she was the sunshine of the past generation broke my heart so there's a few scenes in Utawaramono but I don't want to say because spoilers it's like three seasons in was there anything big in fall there's a few scenes in do it yourself both to the rock obviously like the later scenes were fantastic with the performance um, there's a few scenes with Makima and Chainsaw Man that were really great she's crazy the first episode of <laughs> I was thinking the same Akiba thing. Maid War <laughs> was an absolute masterpiece and broke the internet, which was great. The t- the the, ha- the high five scene in in Witch from Mercury was great. Do yourself. Will be my favorite scene in Do Yourself because that was literally my, like my favorite of that season. I probably see like the no. I, I think like everything around. Um, Gosh, why am I blanking on her name now? Jobco. Jobco's like like every scene Jobco's in is great. I would I would probably say my favorite scene is probably the later scene with um essentially the two friends finally coming back together and what they do. It was it was a little bit emotional. Arc Knights had a few good points in it as well, especially the later the later segments, which I didn't really know that they, if they were gonna actually execute on that whole season finale. Um, the scene with, uh, Toxico in, in World Guild when they were fighting the spider was easily one of my favorites of the season. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Anyways, that's, that's a lot. I'm sure I'm missing like 15. That was, that was a lot of really good scenes last year. So that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll call it there. Uh, thanks for all the questions, guys. Again, as usual, we can go to dis- our Discord. The link is at atalkspear.com. If you're on YouTube, there's a link in the dis- description. So join it. Talk to some great people. And um, hope to see you guys on there. But yeah, that's um, that's it for this discussion podcast episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, um, greatly appreciate you guys' support. All those supporters on Patreon, um, our support links, tips links, super thanks, becoming a member of the YouTube channel. All that stuff helps us out keeps the things going what would be next i don't know we'll see how anime japan does we might just talk about anime japan next week depending on what all comes out of it i don't know if enough will come out of it typically a lot of these events are just them selling like merch and stuff like that not really announcements that need to be talked about but we'll see otherwise we'll, we'll maybe bring up a, a discussion or something for next week or possibly doing reviews that's right because this week's kind of finishing things up are you are you gonna be able to binge enough no <laughs> right. no 
<laughs> we already have. I think this. Week I mean, half like half of the week is inning. half of the week is already done, and I'm I'm I haven't watched anything. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll put something together for next week. But uh, until then, we hope you guys enjoyed the discussional podcast episode, and you all take care. Os.